Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. And if you're a first timer, welcome aboard. In the last couple of shows, I rehashed the rough end to the rocket season with House of Houston's Brian Patterson and went to the Houston Sports Talk vault to hear the best of my interviews with Colin McHugh and Mike Fires, both of who have had interesting weeks in the past, uh, interesting week in the past week. You can listen to me regularly, of course, on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. Joining me on the line for what I believe is the 14th time is Jimmy Price, the creator and manager of AstrosFuture.com. You can go there to find out everything you want to know about the Astros minor league prospects. Great to have you back, Jimmy. And wow, Corbin Martin stuff looked wicked Sunday. Yeah, no, that was really nice to see. Uh, you know, I was really excited when the Astros took him a couple years ago because the, the thing on him was he had good stuff, but, but people were torn on if he was going to be in the bullpen or if he'd if he'd make it as a starter. And um, I think we saw this past Sunday that he has what it takes to be a, an upper echelon starter. He's at least got the stuff, and he was able to use it uh, effectively on Sunday. You've looked over these guys a ton. Anything you can tell Astros fans about Corbin Martin that they may not know? Any behind behind the scenes stuff or just bio stuff that you thought was pretty interesting when you when you saw Corbin Martin and and kind of did some research on him? Yeah, probably most of it was covered on Sunday. I'm sure when uh, with the broadcast and everything. But obviously, he he uh, went to high school at Cypress Ranch, which I believe is only about 30 minutes away from from downtown Houston. So a lot of family in attendance. Um, attended A and M. Uh, like I said, he's he was kind of a, a, a top guy there, I, I believe, his sophomore year and then his junior year it fell off a little bit, his stock did. Um, the Astros ended up grabbing him in the second round, but another thing to keep in mind was the pick that they used to get him was one of the picks that they were awarded following the Cardinals hacking scandal. So, you know, anytime Corbin Martin pits, we can just look at the Cardinals and thank him for that. Um, but other than that, I think he just, you know, he another crazy thing is, is he really moved fast, especially for, you know, and the Astros tend to be, kind of conservative when it comes to like promoting prospects up, you know, and he only pitched about a hundred I think it was about 170 innings in the minors um, before making his debut it was less than two years ago. He got drafted. So uh, really nice to see a guy fly through the system like that and, and already come up and have some, some uh, success in the, in the short term. Yeah. One of his cousins, uh, Kara Pratt is one of our Twitter followers and she was pretty excited. She let me know uh, via Twitter. So that was neat. And you know, just the fact that he's a local product, he's a, a kid that I, interviewed when he was in high school at Cy Ranch, did a story on the team back then. And it feels like it was just like a year or two ago. And it wasn't that long ago. I think it was <laughs> 2016. Uh, we'll get back to some more of the Astros prospects, but uh, can we just bask a little bit in the brilliance of AL MVP front runner, George Springer? Uh, as we record this Jimmy Tuesday morning, he's leading the AL in home runs, RBIs, runs, OPS, and total basis. I mean, he looks nothing like the Springer who would fall down wildly with swing and misses. I mean, this is a different guy, uh, Jimmy, than we've ever seen before. You know, not just this year, but I think we're, we've seen, I think we've seen the the involvement of, of him throughout the last few years. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's truly on an unbelievable stretch right now. And like you said, we've seen him go through hot stretches like this where he looks like the best player in the league. Um, you know, I think the key for him is to, to minimize the bad stretches because, you know, eventually a slump's going to come. He just has to make sure he minimizes those. But, yeah, the stretch he's on through May right now is uh, is really incredible. And it, it's crazy because, you know, you, you look at what he's doing, but then you, you look at the rest of the, the, the lineup, which I'm sure we'll get to. But, you know, he's on fire, but he's not the only one producing. He's having guys, guys are 
are there, you know, for him to drive in. Uh, the bottom of the order is getting on. But when when Springer's swinging it right like this, he's he's got the tools. Everyone knows that. When he's swinging it right like this, you you could watch an Astros game and uh, think to yourself, this is this guy's the best player in baseball right now. And and um, I mean, the way he's hitting right now, I don't think it'd be a, a, a stretch to say that. And he's also um, like you, you mentioned this, you know, he's cut down on the the crazy swing and miss. You know, he had one three strikeout game this month. You take that away, he struck out only two times in the month of May which is incredible for a guy who has as much power as he does, but also has that swing and miss there. He's just, I mean, he's connecting with everything right now. And he's just really on a roll right now. I mean, I think he's on pace for close to 60 homers. So hopefully he just keeps it up. And it's just, it's real nice to see, you know, one of the good guys I followed him since he was first drafted. And it's just, it feels like a proud parent when he, when he goes in there and he has a game like five for five on Sunday, because everyone knows that ability is there, but he's, he's finally, I don't want to say he's finally putting it together because it's only, you know, it's a stretch, but he, he's having a stretch right now that's probably the best stretch he's had in his career. Yeah, I remember I was there at his first game. I went to the ballpark when I heard he was called up. I'm like, yeah, I got to get out and see this kid. And um, it's just been a hell of a transformation. And, and just I love him. He's my favorite player. Anybody that's listened to the podcast has heard me wax on about him. But what's so remarkable, Jimmy, is the Astros are first or second in every offensive category right now. They're 20 points higher than everybody else in batting average, which is just crazy. But they're doing all this with Jose Altuve having his worst season since his rookie year. Now he's on the injured list with the hamstring. Was there anything that you noticed about what he was doing at the plate? Any ideas about what in the world is going on with him? Nothing in particular. Uh, I mean, I would have to look at at some of his, his swing and miss rates and stuff, and I would I would imagine he probably chased it a little bit more than he has in the past. He struck he struck out a little bit more than he has in the past, which is kind of strange because you know he had the he had a real nice home run stretch early in in April and and was hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Um, but then next thing you know, his average just dropped off. So I don't want to link it to any kind of injury. Maybe it's just a slump. I mean, at the end of the day, he still has a 801 OPS, which is which is pretty good. But you know, hopefully hopefully he can get that hamstring right and get back and uh, you know kind of get his mind right. Maybe take taking some time off with his injury will hopefully get him going. Yeah, if it wasn't for that OPS, really, that the home runs have helped out, it, it would be his worst season since his rookie year. When you when you look at the numbers, his batting average, and you know the old old categories, I guess in baseball. But you know, not only do the Astros have the best record in baseball right now, but they've got maybe the best looking hitter in minor league baseball. That, this means we got to talk about Jordan Alvarez. And yes, I said that correctly. Jeff Luno said. Jordan wants to be called Jordan, and Jimmy, the baseball's coming off his bat like he's Air Jordan. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Just as hot as Springer has been, Jordan has been you know even better than that. You know he had a phenomenal April. He hit three forty seven, eleven homers, twenty nine RBIs, and obviously his stock was off the charts at that point. But the only thing he's done since then is in thirteen games in May, he's hit four sixty nine with four homers and eighteen RBIs. I mean, the guy's got an OPS of over thirteen hundred. Um, he's not striking out a ton. He's drawing walks, hitting the ball at the ballpark, doubles, homers. There's really nothing left for him to do at the minor league level. Uh, I'm sure the Astros now are just kind of waiting their time to uh, to when the time is right to bring him up. But what he's doing is just incredible. And he, he, if you watch the highlights, he's driving the ball to all parts of the field. He's hitting home runs to left. I mean, over the batter's eye and center, deep bombs to right, just really doing it all right now. And I kind of felt coming into the season, and I actually wrote an article about it, that he was – underrated in, in um in the eyes of like you know Astros fans uh, you know everyone knew about Forrest Whitley and Kyle Tucker and stuff but I, I kind of felt like Jordan or Jordan Alvarez had a, a really good season last year and guys kind of 
it's kind of overlooked it in a way. Um, you know, he went, he made it to triple a, he was 20 or 20 years old, uh, finished the season at 21, made it to triple a, had a really good year. And then obviously this year, here he comes and he's, he's showing that he needs to be, people need to know about him. And I think MLB.com just released their new top hundred and they, they moved him all the way up to number 26. Um, and, and number being number 26 at a guy who might be a left fielder DH, uh, that's mainly he's up there because of his bat and, you know, all the evaluators are buying into him. The numbers are there. I'm just ready to see him get his chance. That's the next question with Tony Kemp and Tyler White out of options. Is it going to take an injury or trade to see him here before September? I think he'll come up before. I think the Astros will find a way. Uh, I know they don't want to lose guys, uh, and I, I hate to kind of beat a dead horse, but, I mean, Tyler White's the DH. He's played in 25 games, and he's yet to hit a home run. You know, he's, he's only got an OPS of 658. He's slugging 304. So, uh, eventually, I feel like, you know, the Astros' offense is rolling right now, so there's no, there's no uh, panic that you need to hit to, to try to upgrade the DH position. But what he's giving you right now, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, Alvarez can probably give you that, which I know it's – you know, you're, you're counting on a rookie, counting on a young guy to do that, and we've seen other guys struggle. But I don't know if, it, if they would be willing to cut Tyler White and see if he passed through and put him on the AAA team. He's 28 years old. You know, he had a good year last year, but, he, you know, he's kind of been up and down in his career. So it's going to be interesting to see what they what they do. Um, obviously, I hope he comes up. I hope it's not because of injury. Hopefully they, they find a way to make it happen. Um, and, I mean, at this point, just the versatility that someone like Tony Kemp might provide would, would, you know, do better keeping him on the roster than Tyler White. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they how they go about doing that. But if you got a guy in the minors who's tearing it up and who's ready for, for Major League pitching, to me, you, you got to find a way to get him on the roster. No trade value for Tyler White? I I just don't see it. I mean, maybe maybe some team that's young that's just looking to, to uh, you know, stick somebody at first base or DH and hope that it pans out would, would potentially – flip a, a low-level prospect for him. But, I mean, like I said, at 28 years old right now, he's not good in the field. He's basically a DH only, but one that's not coming with a ton of power. I, I just don't really see much of a trade market for him. All right, let's go to minor league pitching. And when you talk about it, you know, Corbin Martin was just one of three or four pitchers getting all the attention in spring training. Of course, Forrest Whitley, J.B. Bukowskis were two of those guys. Forrest Whitley with a 10-8 ERA in Round Rock. JB with a nine ERA and Corpus. Both of them are the worst on their respective staffs. You heard any word about why they're struggling? What's going on with those guys? Well, you know, AAA has seen a, um, a, a spike in home runs this year. And I, I saw a stat, it was maybe a week or so ago, um, but like the home runs have doubled from what they had last year. And supposedly it's because they're using MLB balls this year. And I don't want to necessarily attribute that to all of Forrest Whitley's poor numbers poor, or struggles, you know, so far this year. But that could, you know, could be a, a factor. I mean, he's given up seven home runs in 18 innings, which is an insane amount of home runs, you know. But his his walk rate's up a little bit, but the strikeout rate is still there. Uh, you know, I mean, he's 21 years old, and, and he didn't pitch a ton last year because of, um, you know, because of the suspension and stuff. So I, I just think, you know, he he's still trying to find his his way in AAA. I mean, 21 years old in AAA is is pretty impressive. We don't really see that often, you know. I think, uh, you know, McCullers got promoted at. Uh, roughly the same age, but ended up, you know, skipping AAA and, and going straight up to the majors. So it's early. It's it's you know we're a month, barely a month into the season. I wouldn't make any any you know overreactions. I don't know if the ball is is a factor. We'll see if the AAA does something about it. Now Bukowskis is is a little more interesting because the, even the the peripherals don't look good for him. He's walked twenty in twenty innings. 
you know, but he did really well in the uh, last year. He did really well in spring training, really well in, in the Arizona Fall League. So it, it's strange to see him struggle like this. And I would like to look into it a little bit more. But maybe maybe the Astros are asking him to use certain pitches in different ways, and he's just struggling to command them. But he's had he's had some he's had a couple starts that were really really good, and he's had some that were really 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 bad. So you know, you can obviously see that the the uh, the stuff is still there. I think one one start he went four and he struck out nine and, and walked like one. So he he the stuff is still there for him to succeed. But he's just he's struggling with his command and and giving up more hits than I think he's used to. Um, but same with Whitley. He's young. He was just drafted back in 2017. He's only 22 years old. So just uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes throughout the month of May. You know, and as we get up to the midway point in the season, but. To me, it's it's a little too early to to really make any any huge um, changes on you know how you view them as a prospect. Got a question from a Twitter follower, Donald Miller. You saw this, Jimmy, and and this is, seems like a question that is going to be tough because he asked which players from our minor league system do you see challenging for a spot on the big league roster this year? We mentioned Jordan, but uh, there's not a lot of spots on the big league roster these days, are there? Yeah, it's not like uh, the 2000 you know 13, 14, 15 teams where we're, we're seeing guys go from AAA to the majors pretty routinely. You know, right now the the Astros, you know, outside of maybe Tyler White, the, the rest of the team is hitting well, playing well. There's really no spots. Uh, I think Kyle Tucker is still one that will get, you know, he's already on the 40-man roster, so it's not like you'd have to make a change there. Uh, that may take injury or may take, uh, you know, something else happening. But I think he's a guy that will, he'll be back up at some point this year. Uh, the AAA Round Rock Express right now, they have a, a really interesting roster in terms of, um, of who they got on their team. They got a guy like Miles Straw, who people look at him maybe as a four-fifth outfielder, solid defense and center, you know, great speed on the base pass. But then they got other guys like Jack Mayfield, uh, Nick Tantalou, guys that can come up and maybe be a, a utility man. But at this point, you know, like you said, with the roster being as full as it is, it's, it's kind of hard to envision one of these guys on there unless another injury occurs. Because right now Diaz is, is stepping in for Altuve, but – if Diaz ended up getting hurt, then you would probably need to bring an infielder up and it could end up being one of those guys who, who can kind of play all over the diamond. Uh, the pitch inside is where uh, I think we've seen in the past, the majority of guys come up just because injuries happen, seem to happen more often there. And, you know, guys go on the injured list for a few days, but um, Rogelio Armenteros has been a guy who I've been high on for a while. His numbers this year are, are solid in AAA, a little bit higher ERA than where he normally has, but you know, like like we mentioned, the the ball's flying like crazy uh, down in the Pacific, uh, Pacific Coast League right now. But I could see him getting an opportunity at some point. The Astros do have a few guys who are who are still on their forty man roster who are also down on the minor uh, the minors like uh, you know CNL Perez, Dean Dietz, Raymond Goudon. But those are relievers that maybe we could see up at some point. Um, but in terms of the top guys, I think we covered it: Jordan, Kyle Tucker. I know people want to see Forrest Whitley, but he's he's going to have to perform well to get his chance. And at this point, with him being so young, there's no, you know, there's no need to rush him, and they can make sure they manage his innings right. And maybe, maybe late in the year, he gets an opportunity. But other than that, it's it's probably going to be um, just kind of fill in guys, unless, like you said, unless there's a, a major injury. Miles Straw not only outfield, but worked a lot at shortstop so far, so he could do some infield. And also, uh, people can't forget that Joe Smith's going to be back probably in June, according to Jeff Luno. So that's another pitcher that they're going to have to find a spot for. And I, that's where an injury might happen, but that, you know, that just might leave it for Joe Smith. And I don't know about you. Uh, I'm a little worried about Devo this year. It's, it's not looking good for him. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a really rough stretch for him. You know, he, he came up to the league and really set it on fire with his, his you know, crazy change up, great numbers. And then, 
it just seems like ever since the the World Series, just things have kind of gone downhill a little bit. You know, he struggled last year, and then so far this year, he's he's allowed 21 hits in 16 innings. He's gave up four homers. You know, he's only struck out 16 in 16 innings, which isn't a isn't a bad number, but you know, for a middle to late relief guy, he'd like to probably see that number a little bit higher. But he's 28 years old. Um, I think he may still have options left if they did decide to to put him down to AAA to to work on something. They could call somebody back up. Um, but at this point, it seems like, you know, the Astros are getting these huge leads and they're they're bringing Davinsky in almost in cleanup duty, hoping he'll find his way. But he came in and he came in Sunday with a 15 to three lead and gave up a two run homer. So, you know, I think they'll, they're going to continue to run him out there and hope that he he finds his way. But if not, uh, maybe they look at doing a, a swap out with with one of the relievers in triple A. Last thing I got for you, just give give me a guy. Give me somebody that's caught your eye in the minor league system. So every about two weeks, I do a stock report on, uh, on on the website. The most recent one, I had Seth Beer on here. And I'm going to talk about somebody else. But first, I want to talk about Seth Beer because most people, you know, the, the, the scouts come at, like, at the draft are thinking, oh, he's not going to be able to hit with a wood bat. They're, they're, they weren't sure how he was going to produce. Uh, and he's really just torn the cover off the ball over the last you know month or so at, at uh, Fayetteville. Um, I, he just hit another homer last night. I think he's got like nine homers and 34 RBIs in 30 games, something like that. So a really – Really good season for him. He'll probably be in Double A here, uh, you know, within the next month or so. But I will talk about a, another pitcher, and he's a Texas product, Parker Mushinsky. He's a, a left-handed pitcher out of Texas Tech. They they drafted him in 2017, same draft that Corbin Martin, J.B. Bukowskis, uh, Tyler Ivy. There are a ton of good pitching prospects out there. Well, he came up. He had decent numbers in college, struck out a lot, but really struggled with his walks. Last two years in the Astros system. Pretty much the same thing. Had good strikeout numbers, struggled with walks. But this year, he's really turned it around, and he's put together a really good season. And in a, in a, a system that doesn't have very many left-handed pitchers, uh, it's nice to see a guy like that come up. He's got a 2.64 ERA, struck out 43 in 30 innings, which is obviously a great rate, but he's only walked eight, which is uh, he's cut his walk rate in half from what it was last year. So he's pitching in high A, maybe another couple outings. If they go well, he might end up in double A. But really nice to see, like I said, a left-handed pitcher have a good start to a season because right now we're, you know, we're kind of struggling in, in that lefty pitching range. So th- that's a couple guys that I've seen that have, have really done well. Tyler Ivey, he was a higher, I think he was a third-round pick, um, but he's in Double A right now and he's pretty much been unhittable. So uh, if he's not on people's radar yet, he he will be here pretty soon. Thoughts uh, with all the people in the in the quads, uh, the quad cities where the Astros Single A affiliate is, the High A. Uh, that's uh... Going through a, a lot, or no? It's, is it is it high? A? Is that right, Jimmy? Uh, it's it's the low A, yeah, the, or the the full season single A. Yeah, full season single A. The ballpark was basically surrounded by water. I know, just like a week or two ago, they had to. Uh, I think they had to cancel games there for a week, and, and the flooding is just it's really bad uh, in the Quad City. So I mean, it's it, it's it's rough, and that that ballpark is classic. I mean, I, I had a chance to go there a few years ago, and it's just it's one of the coolest ballparks, one of the oldest ballparks, and and all of baseball too. So uh, definitely thoughts with, with those guys. Uh, if our listeners want more in-depth knowledge about the Astros system, you know where to go. It's astrosfuture.com. Follow Jimmy on Twitter at Astros Future. I know you got to run, Jimmy, but good to catch up, man. All right. Well, I appreciate it. One more thing I'll just mention on Quad Cities is I hope people realize it, that the numbers are going to come out and they've played like three home games in their first 43 games, something like that. They've been on the road a ton. They've played in other fields, fields that they weren't even supposed to play on. And at this point, they're 22 and 11. And the pitching, pitching staff is, is unbelievable. I know a lot of people that live up in that area that were that, you know, and the flooding got really excessive. They're used to a little the Mississippi River flooding a little bit, but it got 
uh, it was historic what happened this time. So yeah, just keep them in your thoughts. Um, but you know, the, I saw some pictures today from a friend of mine up there, the flooding has gone down. There's a lot of cleanup that has to be done. Uh, but hopefully here in the near, near, uh, near future, you know, the quad or the river bandits will be back playing at home. Great information. Astros future, Jimmy price. You're listening to Houston sports talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.